Thank you for listening to the Football Index Club Daily Podcast. This podcast is designed to provide you with a brief update on what's going on in the Football Index stock market every single day. To improve your returns even further, then check out footballindexclub.co.uk where you will receive instant access to highlighted players, trading advice, databases, and also analysis on the players of your choice. You can use code PODCAST50 with a capital P to receive 50% off your first month. Hello and welcome to episode 236 of the Football Index Club Daily Podcast. I've got Kevin, Index Moneyball, on the pod. How are you doing today, Kevin? Doing well, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. So you just watched the game? Yeah, I watched it. It was a, it was a different kind of game than I thought it was going to be, but it was a good game. Yeah, I think a lot of people predicted more goals, but I don't know. When you've got two teams that strong, they both kind of went into it a little bit cautious and I guess neither team wanted to make the big first move straight away um, but it was a good game overall and I think Bayern Munich fully deserved to win they deserve to win the trophy because they've just been unbelievable this season yeah I think so as well I think Paris set up really well to try and counter mm. but I personally feel like Neymar let, let him down I feel like if he'd have had a good game they would have had more of a chance yeah, maybe that's the difference between the likes of Neymar and Messi and Ronaldo. You know, I don't think he is quite on that level. I think he does have sort of moments where he's absolutely unbelievable and he looks as good as Ronaldo or Messi, but on the big stage, he's not really done it. And, you know, staying at PSG in Liga and it's not really comparable to playing in La Liga or the Premier League. So, yeah, I don't think he's quite up there. No, I think, I mean, he's still going to be great for f- football index, but I was talking to some guys I was watching the game with and I said, I think he's got all the talent of someone like Ronaldo or, or Messi, but he doesn't have the determination and the, the like desire to win that they have. Mm. Yeah, I don't think he's quite, he's quite made for it. And I think if he did have that desire and that determination, he probably wouldn't be at PSG, to be honest, because one of the main reasons he's at PSG is, I think it was the money, wasn't it, when he first moved there from Barcelona? Yeah, and he's a bit of a Marty, isn't he? So he like, doesn't like being in Messi's shadow, but rather than trying to fight to be out of the shadow, he just took the easy option. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you saw him after the game, he was like in tears. And he kind of looked like upset with himself or, I don't know, he just looked so determined to win a trophy. It was almost like he had a look of regret on his face where he was like, right, am I actually going to make it? Like, am I actually going to win a Champions League in my career? And I do wonder if he will end up moving over the next few seasons. I think there is a decent chance, to be honest. Did he win a Champions League with Bayern, uh, with Barca, sorry, or not? I don't know, actually. He, he probably has, to be fair. I've not locked into it at all, so I'm maybe not one to comment. But um, I guess like winning it with PSG, that would be like a real statement because that would be, you know, he'd be like winning it as the main player really there. Obviously, you got Mbappé as well, but at Barcelona, he would have always been in Messi's shadow a little bit. Yeah. And I think I think he might move on now. I don't know. He, he's a strange player in Neymar. He's very temperamental. And I feel like... I don't think that PSG's team next year are going to... Unless they make a lot of signings, I feel like they're going to be worse off than they were this year. Yeah, they just don't really have that depth in their squad. Like, Tilo Kehrer, for example, he's not a Champions League winning type of player. Whereas I think you look at Bayern Munich's squad tonight and every player that they have is good enough to win a Champions League, if you know what I mean. 
Yeah. Uh, and also, like, when Ander Herrera started for PSG, I was I was surprised. I thought if, I, if he's the best player they can get to start in the Champions League final. I know uh, Verratti was carrying an injury because I think they miss him a lot when he doesn't play. I think he's probably their best player. It, obviously, Neymar's the most outstanding and uh, Mbappe steal a lot of headlines, but I think Verratti drives them. Yeah, they really miss Verratti, but in central midfield, they don't have enough depth. And yeah, I just mentioned Tilo Kerber, but you're absolutely right. they got Ander Herrera, Idrissa Gay, and Leandro Paredes. And, you know, Paredes, he did like one really nice pass in the first half, which I really liked. But other than that, there wasn't that quality that the players like Thiago have at Bayern Munich. Um, just, you can't really even compare them, to be honest. So... I think Bayern no, Munich fully deserved, uh, deserved to win. And I guess PSG were sort of, they did get a bit of luck really to get into the final anyway because the teams they faced in the in the build-up weren't the strongest sides, whereas Bayern Munich had to knock out um, Man... Was it, who did they knock out? They knocked out Man City, did they? No, Leon. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I just got really confused. It is late, but um, they knocked out Barcelona, like, quite easily, like 82 win against Barcelona, right? So, um, yeah, they, they just had a stronger stronger view, I think, just about. But, yeah, anyway, so you're saying that you just bought some Ivan Perisic? Yeah, I just got a bit because I think that next season, if he get, I don't think he's going to stay at Bayern because he's on loan anyway. I feel like if he's playing every week, he's going to pick up some dividends because I think he won the dividends two or three times this year. Mm. 42p, I got him. He's down at 39 now for the sell price. but. I feel like if he gets the right loan, he could be a good player. I think what we were talking about in some of the other pods, if you just because he wasn't in the starting lineup today, you could get bids matched. So it's a, it's a pretty good tactic if you've got one-off games that people are planning for, and then things don't go the way that they expect them to. They can you can usually get some good bids matched. Yeah, I sort of did the uh, the opposite today with Joshua Kimmich. Like I sold quite a lot of him to them to uh, instant sell. I instant sold quite a lot of Joshua Kimmich are like around £5.40 actually and his current price is £5.47 but his instant sold price has gone down to £5.22 so I know he'll win some defended this tonight but it actually turns out that was pretty much that was almost definitely the right decision to uh, instant sell him and I always find it's better to instant sell players in the build up when there's speculation and then buy when the sort of hype and excitement around them fades away like you've done with Perisic tonight but it's funny because the commentators in tonight's game, I don't know if you watch, did you watch on BT4 or did you have like a different provider? It's on the zone in, uh, in Canada, so that's what I watch on the zone. All right, but yeah, the BT Sport commentators were saying how uh, they were kind of just saying how bad it was that like Perisic had been dropped in the first half, and it was like he played really well this tournament since he's been in Lisbon, and uh, strange decision to change a winning side. And then obviously Kingsley Coming comes in, and it was. Spot on, perfect decision, and um, no doubt about it. And I think Tilo Kerr really struggled. Kingsley Coman today was superb, and I think if he was fit all the time, his price would be a lot higher on football index. Yeah, and he did have a couple of wins early in the season, and I think he did rise quite a lot. Um, but I don't really see him playing much next year if Sane's there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Bayern next season because they've got so much strength out wide. Um, well, Coutinho and Perisic will probably be be leaving, will they? Yeah, I think Tolisso will leave as well. 
Yes, they're going to have some players leave, but overall, I think their team will be even stronger next season. And in defence, they've got some like really good centre backs coming through. Um, I know they're not that young, but Nicholas Sewell and uh, Lucas Hernandez are. I think they're both under 25. They're both really good centre backs. And then obviously Alfonso Davis as well is only going to continue to improve, you imagine. And then Pavard did play today, and he's been one of their better players this year as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point as well. So I wonder if Kimmich will probably, I imagine Kimmich will go back to central midfield. But I think Kimmich, well, the last three games anyway, he's just been unbelievable at right back. Obviously on football index, he's won the dividends like every time. But just in terms of his general play, I think he's been as good a right back as I've ever seen play over the last few games. He's sort of like a new Philip Lahm. I remember when Philip Lahm was like one of the best fullbacks in the world and Joshua Kimmich's almost like that. That cross for Kingsley Coman's goal today was just perfect on a plate for him. Yeah, it was a good But I think with Thiago leaving, like seeing the end of the game, Thiago definitely looks like he's leaving. So I think Kimmich's going to slot in there. Yeah, I, I don't know why they'd sell Thiago there. He's so good. He's unbelievable. And if Liverpool get him, that's a really good purchase. I think Liverpool versus Bayern Munich would be a really interesting game at the minute. Yeah, and I was I'm pretty annoyed that Liverpool were getting Thiago because I wish United were getting him. But I, I was watching uh, some football podcast this morning and they were saying that they think Barcelona might go in for him, which is a pretty good point, actually, because they need someone like that. Um and they're going to sell a lot of players. So if they can bring him back for relatively cheap and he's like an ex-academy player or something, then Barcelona do like doing that. Yeah, definitely. That'd be a really good signing for Barca. They could definitely do with a Thiago. And he's really suited to the Barcelona style. He was there yeah. for a while, wasn't he? He came, he came through. Did he come through their academy? I think he might have done. Um, he was definitely at Barcelona, though. But, yeah, he could definitely do a job for them. And he'd be back in Spain as well. So it sort of makes sense in in a lot of ways for him to go there. But the newspapers are saying Liverpool. I guess the newspapers in England are always going to say, you know, Liverpool or Man United. So we don't know what's going to happen there. Um, but it'll be interesting either way. So in terms of football index again then, um, should we just go over a few players of risen takes? There is a few actually. It's good to see because Liga earns return has led to a lot of players rise. So Mine Guerri, we talked about him the other day. He's up 24p today to 16 Two goals today for Nice. What would your opinion be on him after him scoring two goals, being on corners, I believe, and uh, hitting a decent PV score, one seven five today? I mean, I think he's a good player, but I haven't watched him very much. Um, I think it's just a matter of there's only one league playing, and this is a new player moving to a new team and scoring two goals in his first game. Like, there's a lot of hype around him because. We were talking earlier about Alex Isaac. He's he's in the same kind of price range now as Alex Isaac, I think. So, and yeah. he's the same age. Yeah. Well, the thing is, as well, actually, he's not actually hit that higher PV score today because having a look again, it's a one seven six. We got two goals and the game winning goal, and he actually played the full game as well. So. That's actually a really bad PB score. And that's the funny thing because players do rise even when they've hit a bad PB score. And I say that's a bad PB score. Obviously, 176 is decent. But within the context of that game, him getting two goals in a game-winning goal, a 176 isn't going to win you matchday dividends. Yeah, exactly. And, and Alex Isaac is actually cheaper. He's £2.04. And mm. he's now going to be playing in a, 
Europa League team with David Silva playing behind him. He's already, I think he scored nine goals and got one assist this season, um, or last season, I should say. So, for me, I would rather go with someone who's played a few more games than, than Guri. But uh, I do think he's a, a, good, a good player, I'm just not sure about the price. Yeah, and it's just the, the timing as well at the moment with him just sort of just starting to play. I guess you've got the in-play dividends having a big impact as well, the 5x uh, promotion. But overall, it's a big unknown for now. He's only played one game. He did look really good in preseason as well. It does have to be said. Uh, and if he kicks on and he co- continues to play really well, then I imagine his price will rise even further. Uh, in terms of the squad list, there's a few players here as well. Benoit Badia-Shiel, uh, I watched a bit of Monaco today. He's up 15p, did score a good goal for them. I think it was, yeah, I remember now. He, he took a really nice touch and then finished into the corner. And yeah, he's up quite a bit. I tipped him like three times last season at around 90p and he, his price just didn't move. But he's been linked to those are big clubs. He's linked to Man United quite a lot. Do you know much about Badia-Shiel? Well, I don't watch French League just because I can't get it on TV here. But uh, I did see a lot of links to United for him. And I think he's like, he's pretty young, isn't he? He's like 18 or 19 or something. Yeah, I think he's 19. Yeah. Yeah, so he's if he's playing and scoring regularly, then, I mean, he's a centre-back, so he's not going to score regularly. But if he even if he's just playing regularly for a 19-year-old centre-back, I think that's a good price. At £1.4, £1.14, price. He could definitely uh, push on from there if he does pick up some more links. Yeah, definitely. It would mostly depend on those transfer links. But again, with the 5X IPD, he's only 10p today. So it's sort of like, if you're going to buy him, may as well do it with a discount. Um, and it, that's one way you can view buying players under the 5X at the moment. With a, you just see it as like a 10p discount on the coin price. Hassan Kamara as well, he's up 11p to 64p. I think he got an assist today. Um, Henry Onyakuru, that was an interesting one because I tipped him on the site two days ago and he went up about 17% in two days, which was good to see. He's up 10p to 62p. But he's got a widespread. He started the first half in Monaco and came off. He didn't really do much, to be honest. But Baptiste Reynet up 10p to 45p. Emery Moore's up 7p. Sort of a career mode or football manager wonder kid, but he's never really done anything. He's up to 49p today. So, yeah, there's quite a lot of players uh, rising. And I could go on 7, or seven 6p, 5p, 4p's. A lot of players rising, those amounts. Um, but I think, as we've said, it might be wise to look elsewhere within the wide spreads at the minute. Yeah, it's an interesting one because if you if you were picking up players with like a 10% spread in order to get the the 5p or even if you're... So some people are obviously buying it at the buy price for players like Baddy Shield. If you go to another league and you find a comparable player who's got a 30p spread on a £1 price, it's it's a way better value long-term, even though you're getting the 10p in uh, PV or in-play dividends. Yeah, definitely. And that's why recency bias is quite an interesting psychological bias. And it's one that I've looked into quite a lot. And it's just something that has such a big impact. I get the whole short-term trading thing. If you're going to buy into these players and then actually sell them, but... If you're looking for longer-term holds, which me and you tend to focus on, it probably isn't a good idea to buy into these players for the 5x IPD promotion because you there's a decent chance that their spreads will widen once this 5x promotion uh, isn't running any longer. And it's something to be aware of, that's for sure. 
Well, the other thing as well, if you look at how narrow the spreads are getting on players that are doing well or even just playing games like Onyekuru, although his spread is pretty wide, to be fair. If you think about a player who's, for instance, going to start in the Bundesliga in two or three weeks' time, and if they've got 30 or 40% spread now, considering how much the spreads have closed up on the French League, if you assume that hopefully they're going to do the same once the Bundesliga comes back, you can, you can get some pretty good returns just by picking them up with a widespread now and waiting for the game to come around. Yeah, definitely. That was the way to trade at the minute, I think. Um, and it is quite likely that the other the other players from the other leagues will have their spreads tightened. Maybe not as much because of the 5X IPD promotion again, but I don't think it's the best idea to buy into these players now just for the in-play dividends promotion, unless you're going to get out of them in time. That's what it's all going to be about. It's just about the timing now. But yeah, that's about it for today, I reckon. Do we have anything else to talk about in today's episode, Kevin? No, no, that's good. I was just going to say, do you know when the actual 5X IPDs ends? I'm pretty sure it's the end of September. Yeah, it's like 30th of September. So we have got, I think there's four more league earned games in general, and then Premier League of three games under the promotion. And I'm not had a look at the other three leagues. So yeah, but I think all leagues will come back within that window, I think. Yeah, I think they do. I'm not a Czech Serie A, but I know Bundesliga and La Liga will. Yeah, I guess that's probably why Amina Gure is coming through so strongly because people are thinking, not only am I going to get two two in-play dividends today, but there's potential for a few more games and he could reduce your price a quite, quite a bit if he gets another couple of goals in that time. Yeah, definitely. Actually, I've got one more player to talk about quickly because, as I say, I watched that Monaco game and... Sophie and Diop came on. I think it was around half time. He played a decent chunk and he looked really good. And it's interesting because he's only 20 years old, but because he went on loan to FC Social, I don't know how to pronounce their name, but in uh, Liga 2, so the second division in France, he went on loan there and he didn't actually get that much game time. I was following him all season, checking up on him, seeing what he was up to. Um, and yeah, he didn't really get much game time and his price just didn't move and it's just remained stagnant all season. All over the last 12 months uh, at around 68p. He had a really wide spread at instant sell price around 42p earlier today. But he came on and he looked really good, actually. And he's only 20 and he plays for Monaco. And I think Nico Kovac, their manager, is probably going to play some of their young kids. He was switching the ball. He was on corners as well. Whipped a really nice corner in his second corner. I've not bought into him yet, but that's one that some traders may want to have a look at. Yeah, I actually... actually I've got- 50 shares in him that I had picked up last season and I was monitoring him. But like you say, he wasn't playing, so I didn't ever heavily invest. Um, yeah, you I still got your 50 shares in him then? I've got 50, yeah. So, <laughs> But I, I reckon, because I bought him before the matching system came in, so I, I probably paid about 68p for him anyway. So. Yeah, well, he's one to watch, I reckon. And hopefully those 50 shares make you some money. Um, but yeah, I think he's got a chance anyway. It's just interesting how like, some players... They'll still be really young, like 19, 20 years old. But if they've gone on loan and they've been on the platform for years, like this kid, he's IPO'd at like 10p or something. And he's been on the platform for years because I'm sure he was on it when I started out, um, when he was like 18. And yeah, they just kind of get generally neglected. And now there's not much hype or excitement around him. And so his price hasn't moved. But if there was a 20-year-old IPO now playing for Monaco coming on, and he's had a good game today. You know, he's IPO and they're like £1.20 at least, I reckon. So these sort of players, I think they're going to look relatively good value in a few seasons' time as long as they develop. 
yeah, I think it's becoming more and more of a long game. You've got to be more patient if you want to make good money, or you've just got to be lucky. Sometimes you'll buy into a player and they'll just have a massive game and things will happen really quickly. But I think that's probably part of the reason why I'm focusing more on the teams further away, just trying not to get dragged into the short-term thinking and trying to be... It's, it's, it's difficult when you see players going up fast. You feel like you're missing out. So... Yeah, no, that's, that, that's wise though. You've got to try and remove those emotions and those feelings of missing out. It's, it's hard to do, but if you can do that, then you're going to make much more money, I think. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to wrap up the episode here. It has been episode 236. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Kevin, as always. And I hope everyone listening has enjoyed the podcast. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.